0: Congregation, let us turn to the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 50, question and answer 125. Which is the fourth petition? Answer, give us this day our daily bread. That is, be pleased to provide us with all things necessary for the body. That we may thereby acknowledge thee to be the only fountain of our good, and that neither our care nor, nor industry nor even thy gifts can profit us without thy blessing. And therefore, that we may withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it alone in thee. So far. Converted sinners, depending and trusting for their daily needs. Converted sinners, depending and trusting for their daily needs. Three thoughts dependent upon God in all things. Secondly, trusting in God in all things. So that's not the same. And in the third place, converted sinners. Converted sinners depending and trusting for their daily needs, dependent upon God in all things, also trusting in God in all things, and converted sinners. Congregation, God's word is very spiritual, not. They're warm, they're deep, they're serious. And after we stand in awe, and we read the Bible, and we just feel the majesty and the authenticity, the sincerity of the Word of God. So it is spiritual. It's even so spiritual that you cannot possibly make it more Spiritual. And if you try to make it yet more spiritual, it will turn out to be less spiritual. Because the Bible is experiential and warm and intense enough. Let us be careful that we don't twist the Word of God and make it say things it doesn't say. Because we like it more spiritual. We need to highly respect the word of God and may not change the meaning or allegorize it. We may not take anything away from the word. We may not also add anything. Revelation 22. For I testify unto every man that he heard the words of the prophecy of this book, If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. So we need to be careful. And there's no other Bible says in its most natural, real, God-given, inspired meaning. And that's also true for the fourth petition, right? Right? We have dealt with the first three petitions, and today the fourth. But this is going kind to of shift. The first three look sounds so spiritual, and the fourth sounds so basic, so natural, so simple. It's quite a shock from the third to the fourth petition. By the way, the first three petitions are not doxologies. You know the doxologies, right? Doxology is that you praise the Lord. That you just glorify Him. It is not three times glorifying God. It's not. It is not something like, Our Father which art in heaven, we hallow thy name. No, it doesn't say that. Doesn't say we want Thy kingdom to come. It does not say and we respect Thy will. No, it is not three times magnifying God and glorifying Him. But the first three also petitions, prayers, asking Lord, Lord, that Thy name might be hallowed. Cause, Lord, thy name to be hallowed. Lord, make thy kingdom to come. And, Lord, let thy will happen. So those are three petitions, very spiritual, very dear. And then after those three, after we have been imploring God to magnify his name, to let his kingdom come and to cause us to do his will, very spiritual. Then comes the down to earth petition. Give us this day our daily bread. We are physical people. We have a body. We need bread. We need to eat. Give us this day our daily bread. So such a simple, utterly simple four petitions, so basic, referring to bread, to food to daily meals? Or do we see it wrong? And is the four petition way more spiritual? Let me think. Is it something like, give us this day our spiritual bread? Give us this day a fresh portion of Christ in our hearts? Is, is that what it means? No. That makes it less spiritual. Less spiritual. Although there is a connection. And later on in the sermon, I hope to come back to that. But the first meaning, the first basic meaning on the foundation of Matthew 5, 6, 7 is that simple the simple asking, Lord, give us enough to eat every day. Fulfill our basic needs, please. And that is very spiritual. Because that means that the Holy One, the magnificent God, the creator of the universe, is willing to deal with the smallest issues, the smallest issues like groceries, like clothing, like transportation, like this world, like my health, like everything physical and, and bodily. So the highest majesty is very transcendent, we call it. Right? Transcendency? You know the word transcendency? Very high and lofty, but he's also very low. We call that imminency, right? So low. The Lord is coming so low. He's so high, and that highest majesty is willing to come down so deep, so far. That is special, so ingrained. Harvesting the wheat, milling the grain, baking the bread, it's not outside of God's realm. It is important. Of sh- for sure we need uh, uh, God, our soul, for heaven, for forgiveness, for deep things, but also for the most bo- bo- basic things. Frankly, we are creating, we should not create two worlds, two spheres, that is called dualism. We, we don't believe in dualism. There are two, two worlds, a, a, a physical world and a spiritual world. They are connected and interwoven. Now we hope to see later that, that we also need to pray for forgive us our debts, We forgive our debtors, so so another side to that we'll talk about the spiritual manna but this is first very spiritual you know what do you think of Psalm 113 for example you see that contrast as well who is like unto the Lord our God who dwelleth on high who humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. See that he is dwelling on high, and God humbles himself. and comes low to us people, even for our basic needs. Or think of the Apostle Paul on Mars Hill in Athens. He was talking to the philosophers, right? He talked about the temple he found with the inscription for the unknown God. And he began to speak unto the Grecians and explain unto them that the God they had no idea about was the God of heaven and earth. And he spoke about that, that God created all things, that they should seek the Lord If happily they may feel after him, and find him, though he be not far from every one of us, for in him we live, and move, and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. So the Lord so close, not only high in the heavens, but also... In him we live and move and have our beings. The Lord is present and is dealing with the smallest issues in this life. The smallest. There's nothing you can't ask the Lord about. Children, something is bothering you. So small you think, can I bring it to the Lord? Does the not even help in those minor little things? Oh yes, you can bring everything to the Lord. Lord is pleased to heal. Her. Also think of the Apostle Paul's shipwreck in Acts 27. What did he say? The boat was over, for uh, quite a number of days just going back and forth in the water and almost breaking and there was the fear that they would drown And on the 14th day, imagine the 14th day, Paul said, Therefore I pray you to take some meat, something to eat, for this is for your health. Therefore there shall not a hair fall from the head of any of you. Not a hair will fall from the head of you, any of you. So the Lord is even dealing with the hairs on our heads, can to be smaller? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So we have seen that the Lord deals with spiritual things, invisible things, heavenly things, divine things, but also with minute things and simple things and basic things. Let me give you six points to um, underline that, explaining, showing you from the Bible that for the Lord nothing is too little and too low. Well, how did the Lord make us? Adam and Eve in Paradise. He made in such a way that they had to eat. Ever thought about that? The Lord could have made people without the need of food. They may have a kind of an IV built in and have something in there for their life so that they don't have to eat and drink and work and harvest. And No. The Lord has made people in such a way that they have a mouth, that they have a digestive system, that they must eat something, in order to survive, and preferably every day. That's how the Lord has made us, and in that way we are also dependent upon him. Secondly, the Lord Jesus, when he came to earth, took upon himself the nature of man, with blood and heart and hair and a skin, and you name it. The Lord Jesus was incarnate. He came into the human flesh. He ascended as well with the same body. And he sits at the right hand of the Father with a body. Because the Lord Jesus he still has the body, and he cares for the body. Three, the Lord came to earth to save the soul and the body. No, not to deliver from the body. Some people think the Lord delivers from the body. Because Paul said that he will to be delivered from the body. Of death. But Romans seven twenty four means something else. O wretched man that I am. There's was a struggle. Wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death, not to be delivered from his natural body. Being delivered from that death body from his old man, that's the, de- the body of death. Of death, the old man. And fourth, the body of God's children is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So bodies count. To eat, to drink, basic needs, whatever you need for in you know, order to live naturally. It's all connected to being a body of the Holy Spirit, a temple of the Holy Spirit. And sanctification apparently involves the body. When God's people live a holy lives, it's in their body and with the body. We must even eat and drink to the glory of God, it sounds. Eat and drink to God's glory. Even eating and drinking is... Important. The way how you eat. The way, the way how you drink. The way how you feel about eating. You can eat in a worldly way. You can eat in a God-fearing way. You can eat in a way that is honoring to God. You can also eat in a way Satan loves. 1 Corinthians 10. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Eat to the glory of God. That's why like something. How often do we eat? Just we focus on the food and we we, we, we we love it and we eat it and we more and again. When do we ever eat in thankfulness and appreciating appreciating that we have a body and can taste things and that we glorify God in it. And six, why do we have deacons? To only talk about spiritual things? No, in the first place, to provide for the physical needs. Acts 6. And in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. And that had to be solved. That daily ministration, that had to eat every day something, those widows were suffering. They were hungry. And they murmured about all that. They, they, they complained about all that. and That's why the Lord said there will be deacons now taking care of their physical needs in the first place. In short, the Lord desires that we depend upon him that we realize that we cannot do anything without him. And the smallest things are important to him. And that is very spiritual. Needing the Lord for the smallest things, for physical needs, is honoring to God. Don't skip that. And ask the Lord to take care of you for daily life. No, do you have a headache? A headache, that's a simple thing, right? a headache. Or a sore finger or something. May you bring it to the Lord? Absolutely. Do it. Don't only take an net Just let us just realize that the Lord is everywhere. He wants to be involved. He wants to be involved in all the details and little things in his life. So don't leave the Lord out of something. Don't say, I. That whenever I sort of think I'm not going to pray about it. Yes, do it. Just bring everything to the Lord. So the four petitions shows dependence, but it also shows faith. Our second thought. Let us look at the hyper catechism. And look at the last line. And therefore that we may withdraw our trust from our creatures and place it, that is the trust, alone in thee. Congregation, we, we need to know that we are dependent. Objectively. We need to realize that without him we cannot do anything. We need to know that, but if we pray, "Give us this day our daily bread," it's more than just acknowledging and telling the Lord, "Lord, we depend upon you in all things." It's also an active depending in placing our trust in Him, in believing in Him. So that's why I said that this prayer is the prayer of a converted sinner who is de- is dependent and is also believing and trusts in the Lord. It is possible to admit that you are dependent and that you don't trust. But if you pray, give us this day, our daily bread, it's not just a question, it's not a wondering, the Lord may please thee, but I don't know if God is even willing to listen to me. It's kind of, I, I can try it. I just hope for the best. I just ask. I just ask, Lord, give me thy daily, my daily bread. Please. Is, is it possible? It's more than that. It is also laying it in the Lord's hands and the trusting of him. Lord, give us, we know that we are willing to do that. Give us this day our daily bread. We trust in thee. We place our trust only in thee. And we withdraw trust from all creatures, from self and the doctors and the counselors, and we place our trust in thee. We may feel... And believe, though things are possible with God, but now also trust in him. Like we see in Luke 12. And which of you with taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? If ye then be not able to do that thing which is least. Why take you thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. If then God so clothe the grass, which is today in the field, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will He clothe you, O ye of little faith? How much willingness is there? You need to trust in the Lord's. Writer. The Lord makes it clear in the Bible that His people should trust Him completely in all things, and that they are, that are the unconverted should seek that Lord not only for spiritual things, also for daily things. For all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have needs of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things, all those little things, shall be added unto you. That is the promise. And praying for petition is pleading with the Lord and resting upon the promise that He has said, I will. I will take care of that people that repents and believes in me and seeks salvation in me and seeks also the most little thing in this life. let me show you a few texts in the Bible of that expression of trusting in him in all things. And may it generate a desire to have that yourself. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer my God my strength in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high high tower. My, my, my. How many times? So that is so pleasing to the Lord. If a poor people does not only believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as the Savior, in those, those small things may say, he is my buckler, he is my rock, he is my strength, I will trust in him, he is my high tower. That was Psalm 18, or Psalm 36. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore, the children of men Put that trust under the shadow of Thy wings. That's that, that's that's also the fourth petition. That is getting under the shadow of the wings of the Almighty and to trust in Him for all things, all things, the most basic things. Or Psalm thirty-seven: Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. It's, it's promised. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Let me try to bring it closer. And give reasons for repenting sinners. For Believing sinners for God's people, let me give you some points to encourage them that they must let go all those things and that they must place them in the hands of the Almighty. So, let me address God's people and say, You, when I, I mean God's people, and I say, You, He has. Chosen you from eternity. He has chosen you not only for your soul, he's chosen also your body. He's chosen you, the body and soul, to be saved, to be saved completely, and he takes care of you, don't he? Doesn't he? Because he has chosen in love, you are predestinated. He has given you His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ in the human flesh, in order to care for you, body and soul. You have a savior. Is it savior, only a savior for the body? There is that holy providence he has decided to take care of you. In his holy providence he cares for his church and nothing happens by chance. All things must work together for the also the bodily things. Jonathan and David love each other as their own soul. So the Lord Jesus loves his people as his own soul. Would he not love them also for the body and take care of them? They have been adopted by the Lord. They're, they're his children. Do fathers not give basic thanks to the children if they need them? Would they let them just suffer and just Send them out of the house and just say, "Get warm and just care, care for yourself." Go on the street. No, some people have done that. Some people have just sent their kids to the, on, on the street. Horrible. But the Lord is not doing that. The Lord is caring. He has also forgiven his people, hasn't He? Forgiven his people. So there's all the reasons in that to 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 care for them and he would not let them go they're members of the body of Christ you are sheep of the shepherd don't you trust in him he's faithful also in providing he has not given you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power. So do we pray that way? Do we pray that way? Do we, do we pray for the smallest things, realizing he has chosen me, he loves me, he cares for me, he paid for me. That's, that's amazing. The four petition is amazing. If you really pray that from the heart in faith, what else do you need? You've everything. Lord, so take care of all things for body and soul, for time and eternity, that only comfort in life and death. Asaf missed that for a while, but when his faith became active again. He said, It's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Give us this day our daily bread. Lamentation 3. They are new every morning. Did you read that chapter? as I suggested last Sunday, I believe. So beautiful. And Jeremiah is struggling and struggling and is accusing God and saying, God, this is not fair. I, I have a problem with this. He was accusing God, being harder than him. And then the, the, the change in the chapter that he says the Lord's mercies are so great and so his compassion does not fail New every morning, great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, save my soul, therefore will I hope. So it is very very spiritual. To need the Lord every day in the most basic things. The things you don't even normally think about. Because we feel often so strong and so healthy and so young and so gifted, and we we can do it. We don't need help until the Lord shows you that, yes, you need it. If the Lord shows you a weakness, and that can be so beneficial, right? That you also not only admit that you depend upon Him, that you not only feel dependent. But you also depend upon Him. See the difference? You can believe in the doctrine of predestination and providence and say, we depend upon the Lord. We cannot do anything without His hand and help. There's something else than trusting in Him. And depending on Him. So therefore, if you are a child of the Lord, remind yourself, Remind yourself of God's faithfulness and God's goodness. Also think of the manna in the desert. The people of Israel was hungry and they did not have enough to eat and the Lord has given manna for so many years. Manna like a special Substance that fell on the ground at night, and it's remarkable the Lord could have given plenty for the next couple of years, but no, He has given that per day, except not on the Sabbath day, and the Lord has given sufficient. For that. And they were not supposed to keep it the next day. You had to bake it and to cook it and to fry it or whatever. And when they did meet, it's worth an omer. He that gathered much had nothing over. And he that gathered little had no lack. So the one was getting more than the other, and in the end, they all had exactly no And Moses said, let no man leave of it till the morning. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left of it until the morning. And it bred worms and stank. And Moses was rough with with is mad, angry with them. So we see that that depending upon the Lord is one thing. Trusting in the Lord is a second thing. But now what's important is are we do we have the right to trust in the Lord that He will take care of me? Or do I need to know that life in Christ? Our third thought. The congregation, many are deceiving themselves. And they trust in the Lord for all things, all the small things. And they say, it's all in the Lord's hands and he cares for me. And maybe they don't have grace. And they just say flippantly, we have to believe That we are doing well. He cares for us. He has measured our shoulders. He, He will never ask too much. We just trust in him. We are supposed to trust in him. Well, I don't deny that we have to pray. And I don't deny that the Lord even listens to the ravens when they're hungry. So I encourage the whole congregation to pray to the Lord for all things, for body and soul both. And we know that the Lord's door is open. What I'm concerned about is to only trust in the Lord for daily things. And not for spiritual things at all. Or just leaving that alone. We need salvation. We need the bread of life. We need the real manna. And the Lord Jesus spoke about that manner, right? In John 6, "My flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed, he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him." As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead he that eateth of this bread shall live forever. It's not fair to need the Lord only for bread. You you should not live by bread alone. Not fair. The Lord wants to give the whole package. Salvation, care, providence, everything. It's everything or nothing, I would say. The Lord wants to give more than only bread. That spiritual bread. That points... To the Lord Jesus Christ. So what happens now. In those terms. What happens when the Lord makes a sinner. His child. Well. As you can imagine. One of the first things is. Well, he makes you hungry. He makes you hungry for God. Hungry for a Savior. And that hunger—that is the feeling of that—not only an emptiness, not only that you are not happy, but there is sin and there is guilt. You have offended your Maker; for you have provoked Him to anger, and there is something not right between you and God. You feel I am not forgiven. You seek forgiveness. You seek to have your spiritual stomach filled with God's grace. You don't know where to go and what to do. Do you know about that? Or do you only have concerns about daily life issues? And maybe sometimes a little fear of death. But don't you see that we have offended God and that there is nothing better than to be reconciled with God? Be forgiven, so I hope that you know about that hunger for the living God, like Psalm 42, right? Like a heart panting for the water brook, so pants my soul after the O God. But then also to to hear about that bread, to hear about it—it's really special. Is that bread? Is it something that would satisfy me? It is something that would solve the problem. To hear about it is precious. And then to also receive it. And to eat it. To eat the gospel. To eat the body of Christ with a silver mouth. That is the same as believing in it. And it is parallel to that we may withdraw our trust from all creatures and place it alone in thee, so that you cannot trust yourself, you cannot trust any people, and to place your trust only in him. Do you know what it is? When the Lord draws sinners, and he opens the door to sinners, when he shows them salvation to sinners, when he gives the Holy Spirit, you, you, you see it. And I'm appreciative and I to all of you that the Lord is a willing Savior, that he is a willing Savior not only to forgive sins, but he begins the fourth petition, this, the, the first petition of the second three, even with the most basic things, starting at, at the beginning the Lord indicating that he is willing to take care of people from cradle to grave. Give us this day our daily bread. I don't want to allegorize it, but I'd like to just, um, say something parallel, if I may. I'd like to compare. The four petition is about daily bread, but I like to compare it. Lord, give us this day that bread that I need. And not only today, but tomorrow I need it again. A daily conversion, right? Have you ever prayed that way? Not that I say that it's meaning here, but have you prayed it, prayed it? Lord, give me that bread that I may eat it Give me the bread again. Because the Lord wants to give it more, more often. It's not so that his people believe it one day and then they don't have to believe it anymore. Then they have it in their pockets. No, it's also so that the Lord wants to keep them dependent in the small things and, of course, also in the bigger things. Give us this day our daily bread. In Israel, when they baked bread, they had no preservatives. They had no chemicals. So the next day, the bread was old. And probably not, you could still eat it, but it was not the same anymore. That's, That's still the case, isn't it? If something is freshly baked, that is so delicious. And if it is a week old, you just, don't care for it so much anymore. And so the Lord wants His people also in his spiritual sense to administer them again, to make it fresh again. What's the last time you have eaten fresh bread? I mean, in his spiritual sense now, fresh bread. You know, it was just so delicious, so warm again, that you enjoyed it. Maybe you say, I know what you mean. The Lord has worked in my heart. But it's a while ago. Now then pray that the Lord may make it fresh again. And then also in this sense, you may pray, give us this day our daily bread. And daily bread means also today, right? And isn't it a the text about today? Today if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. So that's all story, an, an invitation to the whole congregation. Today, not tomorrow. Today, tonight, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. So the Lord is asking, choose ye today whom ye will serve, right? I can't help, and I quote the text. I always think of my grandfather. I, right? you know that he was stuck with the text. Choose ye today whom you will serve, and he delayed a week. He did not go to church, and he heard that. The next week he went, and the Lord drew him in the net. I will make you fishes of men. He was drawn into the net. And is all for God's glory. We read in Proverbs thirty also something about that daily. A daily administration. The prayer of Egar. Two things have I required of the Lord. Deny me them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies, give me needed poverty. No riches. Don't give me poverty, Lord. Don't give me riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Just enough. Lest I be poor and deny thee and say who is the Lord or lest I be poor and steal and take thy name in vain. So he was asking for his daily bread. Be pleased to provide us with all things necessary for the body. See, this for the body, it says for the body. It doesn't say for the soul, for the body. That we may thereby acknowledge Thee to be the only fountain of earth, and that neither our care nor industry nor even Thy gifts can profit us without Thy blessing. We need that blessing of the Lord. And therefore, that we may withdraw our trust from our creatures and place it alone in thee. Remind yourself if you know of those things what the Lord has promised. And if you miss it, seek it. Before it is too late, It's only one step between us and death. Amen.